Hey everyone, this is once again Hazardous Opinions, and I just want to say I have my wonderful co-hosts Eric and Andy with me, and we'll be discussing this year kind of just wrapped up, because it was quite a year for movies, even though we didn't expect it, and just really excited to kind of dive in to everything that happened this year, and to make sense of it really so yeah thanks for joining us yeah it's a it's another year that's over again and today we're going to be uh going through 2023 to uh wrap up just what we thought of things and movies that probably won't get to cover in their whole because there's just way too much shit that came out this year from uh what we realized actually going through all this (laughs) but uh yeah uh, as for our order today we'll go hunter then Eric and then myself. Uh, we're gonna go kind of a roundtable discussion of movies, and then uh, near the end, we're gonna do some official ratings and crown a best picture of the Hatters Hazardous Opinions Pod. Yes, sir. Spotify did it, Xbox did it, and now we're doing it. Here is your movies wrapped for 2023. <laughs> <laughs> we need a wrap up segment too. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We have to do it. You gotta join the bandwagon. Yes. Yeah. Hunter, uh, what are you what are you kicking us off with today? Oh man. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll probably go with the obvious, the uh double event of the year. So the first part of the double event was Barbie. Oh and it directed by Greta Gerwig and Honestly, when this movie was announced, I was actually excited. I, you know, I'm I'm not a woman that, obviously, <laughs> that played with a bunch of Barbies as a child or anything like that. But I was just very interested what direction this could go and the creativity going into it. And I kind of heard it compared to Truman Show, the Truman Show. And I was super excited about that because that's a very deep movie that has a very good story with it. Yeah. And I did know Greta Gerwig from some of her acting roles as well as Lady Bird. And I thought Lady Bird was a very good coming of age film. Um, not, not even just rolling with the critics saying how good it is or like, you know, it being in the top list of movies. I just, I thought she had something and I know she's young enough to kind of push us in a direction with movies for a good long time to come. So I was just really excited and especially with the casting and one of our, one of our girls, yeah. Margot Robbie yeah. as Barbie, like, wow, what a perfect casting choice. And then I knew this would be some sort of like drama comedy mix and Ryan Gosling being casted as Ken, even though he <laughs> doesn't have that beach blonde hair or anything like it's, it's just kind of blonde. But him dying it and finally like seeing him as Ken, I was like, okay, wow, I see the, I see the vision Greta had. 
Yep. You know, and just the cast kept stacking up and I'm like, okay, this is going to be such an event. And then when it was paired up with Oppenheimer, which we can, we can go on about a little later, just amazing. I kind of thought back to those blockbusters years ago where you had a couple of them in a row or in the same year. And I felt like that was kind of lacking with our MCU present right now, just kind of pumping these blockbusters out that might be lackluster. I want, I want those blockbusters that are touching and reach out to you as well as be entertaining in every, like a general audience can appreciate not just not just like and i'm not even slighting these people just you know the the nerds of it like of of marvel and stuff that's totally fine if you're into that as a whole but just two separate movies being blocked together just amazing to be a part of this cultural event like barbenheimer 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 (laughs) and wow the (laughs) the teams the creative teams behind it too and kind of mashing them together as advertisements and stuff like wow what a genius idea and why can't why can't we start doing those instead of pumping out these lackluster items like That's a, what I'm thinking. Like a couple of the Marvel things, right? Like, yeah, it, this should happen once a year, guys, with just these yeah. two huge movies. To be honest, uh, I actually didn't know what like a double feature was until like the Barbenheimer like phenomenon happened. I'm like, what is like so like did they show the movies like back to back or just in the same theater or was it just like two big blockbusters at the same time in the same movie that's what you call that the double event yeah okay yeah, right yeah yeah exactly. I, I honestly didn't know and like and uh yeah unlike unlike you i i missed the whole barbenheimer thing like i always <laughs> wanted to go to the theater to go watch it but like I think I was so busy with work at the time and I just couldn't find the time to do it. But I ended totally. up watching both of them later on and um, they definitely lived up to the hype. But like it was like after I saw the whole aftermath of like memes that came out because of those movies and stuff like it was just like a, a sight to behold for sure. Definitely, definitely like just what an event that we'll probably remember for the rest of our lives, especially right. us, us being movie lovers, you know, and like, that's such a special thing because you hear of so many other people talking about the blockbusters that came out either during the summer or any other time in the year when they were growing up yep. and just remembering it, you know? So it's, it's very special. Yeah. Yeah. A- Andy, what do you think about this uh, double event? here yeah I'll, I'll talk about oppenheimer more lately later when i'm sure that's going to get brought up but uh for Definitely. for barbie at least i didn't know how to feel about this one going in i knew it was a big cultural phenomenon and i was middle of the road uh like of course 
loved Robbie's performance throughout this whole thing. And uh, I think it wasn't until the end where I, I really got sold with some of the messaging of the movie. But yeah, I, I thought it was a is a really good movie. Yeah, yeah. it was very fun watching Robbie and uh, Gosling go back and forth with some very silly content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh I'm right with you there. I uh I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was hilarious. Uh for some reason the double glasses bit really got me. <laughs> he, uh, he took off his like I don't know, he put on uh, like sunglasses and then he took off his sunglasses and there was another pair of sunglasses there and I just died. And then like <laughs> he went and discovered patriarchy or whatever like it was it was really funny because like it was just like making fun of like it was yeah it was good jokes throughout the whole thing and yeah yeah Yeah. uh what's your uh starting pick for us eric all right i want to talk about evil dead rise all right okay because these are like I'm gonna be honest, I haven't seen like all the Evil Dead movies. I I don't know how many there are. I think there's like three or four. Three originals, and this is the second of the new releases. Yeah. Second so of the new of, releases. Total okay. of yeah. five, I believe. Yeah. Five? Okay. So I can tell you that I've seen the original original. And I've seen like the new remake. Mm-hmm. So there's the only two that I've seen. And then I've seen this one. And these are like one of these, those movies. They're like horror movies, but like they're so like ridiculous on their own that it just, <laughs> it kind of makes you laugh. There's, oh, there's a lot of scary bits, but there's also a lot of like ridiculous bits. And I think that's what like the essence of Evil Dead is. And that's why I love it so much. And, um, yeah, uh, it like I think it came out on streaming. It wasn't even like a was it like a theater release? It was. Yep, I watched it, it was. in theaters. You yep. did see it in theaters. Really? Okay, yep. so I, that's what I thought too, because like I've been keeping my eye out for new movies, and I saw that came out, and then like yet again, I'm like I gotta get to the theaters, and I never get to the theaters, and like it sucks, man. But like, anyways, <laughs> I I. Uh, I ended up seeing it at home a bit later after it came out and it was a good time. They always have to have like the raining blood and all the, <laughs> the the possessions and the weird shit that they would say throughout like throughout their whole thing. Their whole all bit. the blood, all the gore. Yeah. And all the blood, all <laughs> the gore. You. I'm yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, this movie I think used more fake blood than uh its predecessor from 2013 and uh yeah there's a lot Mm -hmm. yeah and it's like it's kind of an excess excessive amount too like why did that guy need to be cut up that bad or scratched (laughs) up that bad oh i know it's like it's like saw you know like that's basically what it is it's just it's like gore it's tried to scare you with like how gory it is but like I, I still can't get over that shit that you said in the bathtub and then crawled out like a little, uh, you know, fiend. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, that, that was, was one just... of the scenes that got me. Oh, for sure. I was, that was, I was invested at that point. Yeah. 
I I will say the 2013 movie it does have a leg up on it for me. Yeah. Just I saw a bunch of reviews that were talking about like why didn't it like the whole story of it kind of make it more tailored to the apartment setting because yeah. it, it didn't really feel like an apartment at times except for like you know a couple of those neighbors and different people coming that's that's really about it uh yeah and i like i could see where they were going with the family aspect about it and the like mom and everything like wow like i was wondering the whole time what would happen to these what's going to happen to these kids like yeah. <laughs> there's no way nothing really happens to them right and I I thought they did step up a couple sequences and like they were going somewhere. But at yeah. the same time, I just as as a whole, I would say the 2013 really like catches me more and I would probably rewatch that one more. Yeah, because that yeah. one was like, a, you know, like a like Cabin in the Woods type thing, right? Where it's like a bunch of teenagers go out camping in the cabin. Yeah, yeah. That happens. It, it felt more like the original uh, in yeah, a way. Yeah. And like, even though I don't care for the original, which is probably a hot take. <laughs> uh, have is, I ever mentioned outdated. this to you guys? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's dated, but like amazing things that they did with it. I like, I appreciate the, like what they came up with in the result, honestly, mm -hmm. like for the time, especially. I, I can recognize that even me being way past that time. I was born yep. in 98, you know, past it. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good pick, Eric, though. Like, I, I do remember some of the moments in theaters and just being, oh, my God. Like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. holy it's shit. It's a spectacle to behold. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still enjoyed it, even though I did think it was a lesser film than the 2013. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, it's good. A lot of blood, a lot of fun. a lot of blood, good stuff. A lot of blood. <laughs> what you yeah. got, Andy? So I want to tell you guys about uh, a new Ari Aster movie. This man has made three movies, and he's three for three for me. Whoa! Uh, so called Bo is Afraid. Ooh. Going bananas, shooting a hundred. Yeah. So we we covered uh, Midsummer before, and. I definitely want to cover Hereditary at some point. Maybe even this one. Uh, so Bo's Afraid has uh, got Joaquin Phoenix in it as the lead role. Uh, he's always hit or miss for me with his performances, but this is a role made for him in my eyes. Yeah, it's got uh, Amy Ryan also in this. Uh, she's also really good. And uh, a lot of smaller names. And uh, this is a very Odyssey type journey i think is how they describe it it's like a like a hero's journey almost but it's very much about mental health and abuse but it's really fucking wacky <laughs> like we were chatting about this a little bit before i i was very very stressed and anxious for the first like hour of this movie but yeah. in like an exciting way like all very I mean, it, it gets really off the deep end at the end, but uh, the first two acts are very almost 
dystopian but very realistic ish and uh yeah i just really liked the uh the the turns this movie took so i i recommend this if you guys like uh, ari aster's work all right okay okay i i can agree with you on midsommar but but <laughs> I <laughs> I I might have some pushback on Hereditary, and you guys might not like me during that episode. But I'm willing. I'm willing to jump into the ring about it. But I I'm yeah. gonna come out and say that Hereditary I thought was good, but also was overrated. Okay. Okay. You know that it's a good movie, but like I don't think it was as good as people say it was. Eric, I might have you on my team against Andy here. Let's go. All right. <laughs> I mean, that's just I, that's, that was my thoughts. I, I seen it once. I'm like, wow, that was good. But like, and then talking with other people about it, and it was it was really good. But like, I don't know. Hunter, you want to bring out your second? Hmm. Okay. Okay. Going with. <laughs> I, I have to. And what people are going to recognize about me is I am a super huge fan of Scream. Scream 6 is mine. <laughs> and, you know, honestly, I don't know if it's a new wave of people that watched this and were like, it, it may be iffy on it. But growing up with the original Screams and seeing this, I'm totally on the level of what they were going for. I love Radio Silence as a team. Uh, they did Ready or Not, uh, the two directors, and they also they brought on um, one of their producers. And I just... I was blown away by what Scream could be nowadays, comparing it to being a 96 film. I want to say is the first one. Yes. Damn. And like, yeah, the first film was in 96 and just kind of going like it, it's a parody on horror movies in a way while also honoring it. This kept up with it. And Scream 6 incorporated what horror is today as well, just like the first one did, just like the second did. And and I do understand uh, people talking about, some, like, you know, there wasn't enough deaths that really made an impact or anything like that. But honestly, the deaths that happen you really feel it and also like the characters i i didn't want them to go away anyways the main characters you know and then the ending was i love the endings of scream movies <laughs> i do like no matter What's what special about them the special thing about them is that like it's it's not a realistic going psychotic when the killer's revealed it you take a group of characters throughout the whole movie and you're wondering the whole time, which one could it be, right? Yeah. And once it's revealed, you're you're like, whoa. And the the actor or actress, they do turn it on. They turn it on. And 
it's a performance. It's a movie. It's just like a stage and something like that. So when they do go completely psychotic at the end and you're like, oh, I can see how they did, why and how <laughs> they did all this killing. Yeah. Like, I, I'm just with it. I'm with it already. I'm not like, oh, okay, this is so cheesy. Like they're going so over the top. I love that they go over the top. I don't want them to really lead me on to it being them during the whole movie. I don't want them to be that psychotic during the whole movie. I want them to take a huge turn. They're acting the whole time. They're trying to stay under the radar the whole time because they're the serial killer, right? Yep. Like it just, it makes sense to me in a story and a movie perspective. And like, that's, that's what I love about scream endings. And I quote, I quote, especially the first one, I can go back and forth at the ending, like just the different quotes. It's so funny as well. And there's just memorable lines. It's not even cheesy or cringe to me. Like it might be to some other people. I can Mm -hmm. understand. Sure. But like, just have fun with it. This movie is having fun with horror. It's not a very huge prestigious Oscar type thing. Like you're just having fun. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's what I dislike about like what people say about it. But anyways, scream six, it showed me what scream can be nowadays. Like in the era where I'm an adult and I could be going through this stuff or something, (laughs) you know, like it with all this technology, the iPhones and stuff like that. Like it just, it's awesome to me. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen a single scream movie. If I'm going to be honest, Eric, I know. Oh. I know. Oh. Hear me out. Hear me out. Here's all I know about scream movies. I know yeah. they're like a, like a whodunit horror film. Yes. Right. Yeah, so scary movie. It's part of that series, right? Scary movie. Yeah, that's basically what I learned from. (laughs) A lot of people fucking say that too. They're like, when I think of Scream, I think of scary movie. And okay, I can understand, but that's a that's a parody. And hey, guys, the original Scream was supposed to be called Scary Movie. Yeah, that was the original title. But but like yeah, but like my only thing is like I'm I'm going into a horror movie and I can't take it seriously like at all. Mm-hmm. Like what, what it like, I'm glad you explained that. Like how you, how it's like, a, it's supposed to be fun, you know? Yep. But, uh, yeah, like I just, I don't know. It was something I never really got into. Okay. Okay. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll check it out sometime. Would you recommend one to start with or just go through the whole thing? Start, start with one. Start with one. Okay. Yep. And honestly, I could say if you wanted to, you can go one, five, and six. If you want. One, five, six. But me being a diehard, like you got to kind of go through basically all of them. I would maybe skip over four. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Like I love four in its own way, but like it's not my favorite. I love all of them grouped together. I can't really like say much other than that, but. I would say like, yeah, you could go one, five, six, but you wouldn't understand the core, the core three that start from the first one. But like, I at least want you to watch the first one. And 
five and six are done very well because they're, they're from different directors other than Wes Craven. And like they, uh, the radio silence team just showed how you can do scream nowadays and honoring Wes Craven, as well as just trying to improve on stuff. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I was like down, like to be fair, like I was like down to watch scream six. Like when I saw the trailer and then they showed like them, like, in a gas station yes oh my god and i saw like jenna ortega was in it and then like he just like the dude walks in with a knife and just kills everybody in that gas station i'm like what the hell or it wasn't even a gas station it was just a bodega Uh, bodega store one of my favorite sequences in that too yeah i'm like that's wild i gotta check that out and then you know yet again you do this is gonna be my personal project to you eric you're gonna okay you're going to watch at least one Scream movie. All right. Okay. All right. I will. I will, Andy, I will keep you updated on my <laughs> Scream progress. Thanks, man. Thanks. Andy, what do you have to say? Yeah, I, uh, I'm i in the same boat as Eric. I, I've seen the first Scream and that's it. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not big into slashers. Like, uh, I like the some of the classics, but um, I'm glad that you brought up the uh, the order. I might start by skipping the five six and see if i enjoyed from there god damn it guys what are we doing here (laughs) what are we doing doing here (laughs) homework uh for everybody if you haven't seen scream definitely see scream homework for you two assholes for sure yes (laughs) homework for us also we're gonna be doing it right with you okay all right perfect all right what else do you guys got sorry about my scream rant (laughs) oh no that's okay Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, I have that on my list too. Yeah. Yes. Honor Among Thieves. Uh, I love this movie. It kind of came up. What It was before the whole Barbenheimer thing. Mm-hmm. I think that that was like the big blockbuster that like flooded the theaters and everybody was excited about. And yeah, I never got to see it in theaters, but like I did see it. I think I rented it a while after it came out and I I loved it. I love Dungeons and Dragons anyways. So I th- feel like this just put me right at like where I want to be in a fantasy world. And also like they were kind of they were acting like gamers the whole time. Uh, I think uh, there was like there's it's really funny because they don't take themselves seriously as fantasy characters. Because like the barbarian was like, uh, can you have magic? Can't you pay for it with that? It's like, no, I can't come up with just money. He's like, pay for it with magic. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I just love shit like that. And yeah, yeah, it's it. It really felt like it was like one of those movies that like, like you said before, like going meta. I guess it's just like going with it as in yeah, yeah. Like, this is Dungeons and Dragons. It's not like a fantasy world meant for you to take seriously. Like, we've all played the game. I mean, yeah, I can't say everybody, but like, you know, it just goes to show like how rich the game is and how humorous it is. So, yeah, it's bringing some inside jokes about Dungeons and Dragons and like touching people that have played it and that's been a big part of their lives, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and um, like uh, the guy that was the paladin that was like 
like a chaotic good and he was just obnoxiously good the whole time. <laughs> I thought that was really funny because yeah. like you, you like when you have these characters, you want to play them to the best of your ability, but then you can just kind of overdo it. Or you can also have a character that's just over, over the top good and it goes against every fun <laughs> thing you want to do in the game. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was that guy. I forgot his name, but like you gotta stick to your alignment. Yeah, exactly. You have to stick to your alignment, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And like I I didn't realize until after I watched the movie, it was from the same creative team behind Game Night, one of my favorite comedies yep. ever. Yep. And I was like, okay, wow. Yeah, this just upped it for me. You know? Yeah, and the like writers of uh, horrible bosses too. So uh, yep. definitely some good comedic genius behind that team. Oh, yeah. definitely. And I, I loved the performances in it. It was an awesome adventure action movie that wasn't so like, oh, turning my brain off now, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, there's actually some really good uh, sequences in there that, I mean, towards the end of it, it got kind of sad at some points, you know? It did, but, yeah. There, there was some emotional backbone to it, too. Yeah, like it wasn't it was. just, oh, let's just sprinkle this in here so people can maybe uh, shed one tear. You know, yeah, exactly. No, you're no, not laughing it, the whole time, and I think that's right. what you know makes a good movie. Is like you laugh, you cry, you do all the things. Yes, so. I think this is a good, uh, almost safe way to play it for general audiences too. Um, the fact that they explained a lot of the references too helps people get into the world without having that, uh, well, without needing that prior knowledge of what D and D is. Right, exactly. Because yeah. there's a huge like '80s thing, and then it's kind of been sprinkled throughout like time now. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yep, yeah. I like this one. This one was a surprise. Yeah, it was. It really was. Good pick. Good pick, Eric. Yeah. What you got, Andy? Yeah, I want to tell you guys about the only movie in 2023 that made me ball my eyes out. <laughs> so it's uh, it's about a raccoon. Uh, his name is Rocket. <laughs> mother, <laughs> mother, you cried your eyes out during that. Andy, mother, Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Yeah, this movie made me sad as fuck, man. Dude, dude, I, I forgot that came out this year. If I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, this one was a. Middle of the year, I think, right? Uh, this one came out in May. Middle, yep. yep. You haven't seen this one, Eric? I haven't. I honestly, I'm going to be completely honest. My uh, opinions of it was shattered because it's a Marvel movie post-Endgame. Oh, this, don't, uh, don't worry about sense. that. Don't worry about that. This okay. is the one current movie in this phase that is good. Okay. This is the probably the only one so far. All right. Uh, I'll definitely see, check it out then. Yeah, if you're going to see any Marvel movie from this phase, it's this one. All right. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I won't start a whole Marvel debate now, but I do think a couple other pieces after Endgame were also very great. compared. Okay. To, yeah. 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 Just a couple. Yeah. I All like right. this one. It's a, it's a long ride. It's I think almost three hours again. It's like two and a half-ish. Yes. Uh, but this one is very individual focused, whereas... Uh, Guardians 1 and 2, we've seen them as a team, maybe a little bit about Star-Lord. Uh, this one takes each individual character and really digs more into the backstories of people and uh, uh, gets more deeper in the feels rather than just being surface level 
Marvel pew pewing. <laughs> yes, it doesn't feel like the rest of Marvel, just like a bunch of the other projects have. And honestly, I would take this one over volume one and two, not even just being, yep. you know, biased the time right now is just uh recency bias. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. I, just wow. I did not realize uh past Endgame and also a couple of the Spider-Man or especially No Way Home. I didn't expect Marvel to touch my heart this way. And like you could call it manipulation and stuff like that. Like <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I won't. I won't like a lot of other reviews have. Uh, it's it's just Stockholm well, syndrome. Seriously, like oh man, I, I could see it. They did take the one animal character and made a sad story. Yeah. Yes. But yes. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's James Gunn. It's the same team that you love from the last two movies, and it's mm-hmm. a little more heartfelt and uh, a lot of the same like Drax comedy and all that. So. Yes, it's a, it's a good one. I'd highly and what, also, what I would give this one too is uh, villain props. The villain, Eric, I, you're going to be ruined. Yeah, the villain was so the, good. I thought the villain was pretty weak in this. Re- oh, really? Fight, but I I did enjoy the henchman. Was probably my favorite thing. The this movie goes darker than some of the previous Marvel stuff. It does, and, uh, doesn't dropping yeah. the first f bomb that I remember in the Marvel universe. Yes. What? Yep, it does. Yeah. Oh, that was kind of a spoiler for Eric. He would have enjoyed that. Wow. But, I mean, well, that's fucking no, no, crazy. You're, you're good. You're good. You, I understand. We won't tell you where it is because it's no. amazing. <laughs> it is. It really is. And then when it happens, I'm like, oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no. Like I thought the villain was so strong, especially with the performance and. It was from one of the actors that James Gunn had in Peacemaker, the series. So it yeah. was nice to see him pop up again. Oh, I love Peacemaker. I, I thought the uh, the performance was was uh, fantastic. I just I thought the motivations were pretty standard for Marvel. I, I could kind of see that. I think I think maybe the performance really just boosted it for me, and it kind of got me past that. But yeah, I I would like to take a second look at the writing. Honestly, now that you say that, like. Yeah, I won't even, I'm not going to fist fight you like Eric wants us to, but uh, like, I understand, (laughs) I understand now like that you say that. So I will take that into consideration. Yeah. uh, What else you got for us, sir? Oh, okay. Let's kind of change it up. I'll go with a very good quality comedy that finally popped up for me because it's it's been hard for me especially lately to find good quality comedies like i just mentioned game night as being one of my favorites in a long yeah. while uh i would okay i'll go with no hard feelings of course maybe with, the best comedy of the year right uh, honestly it it might be i mean i could like i could put bottoms up there and theater camp but wow like no hard feelings was just kind of a more straightforward good quality comedy that can roll with everybody and kind of like get everybody laughing and that's what we need again i feel and jennifer lawrence's performance in this like it's so good to see her after a while of not acting and just awesome that the main 
boy character is actually a guy that was going to go to college at a prestigious college. I can't recall it right now, but like the actual actor was going to go to college and Jennifer Lawrence and the director had to talk him out of not going to college to act in this movie. It's amazing guys. Like, yeah. And it's just so funny that his character is going to go to freaking, I think it was Harvard or something like that. That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And he's never acted before. If he if That's he's got wild. it once, he's got it again. He can go now. Now he's got the extra money movie. Yes, Mo- movie exactly. Money. He can pay for college now. Movie hopefully. money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Movie Monday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, just awesome. I regret not seeing Bottoms yet. That might have changed my list if I had got to see that before this. But uh, yeah, No Hurt Feelings was uh, was really good comedy and surprising. It was. It was just yeah, just a really nice surprise to me this year. And yeah, I mean, that's just basically all I have to say about it. Like people just need to watch it for the story and the comedy in the story and like (laughs) the lines and just the situations that happen. There's plenty of cringe in it, but it's good cringe. It's not like I need to go crawl in a hole and die. It's yeah, just (laughs) it's it's amazing. It's and it's also it's also lighthearted. It's not just this stupid comedy, you know. Yeah, if you've seen uh, Good Boys uh, from a couple of years prior, Good Boys, yeah, <laughs> this is the same type of humor, same director. So uh, yeah, that's right. If you like that, you'll like this. Yes, I, I went to like the few times I go to a theater, I went to go see Good Boys. Amazing. All right. Yeah, I seen that I... one with my mom for the first time. I did oh, not no. realize how raunchy that was gonna be. <laughs> oh no! Oh no, Andy. I'm, I'm, oh like, man. I'm fucking embarrassed for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully your mom's cool about it. Yeah, it was good. She liked this one too. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Humor. So, awesome. Okay. Yeah. Good. Very big surprise. I like this one. Yeah. Good. Eric, what you got? I got a movie. You have one. No, it's actually a show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's called. Show. It's it's about a hot dog. <laughs> what? Yeah. So like, in this huh? show, they uh they put. I have no idea what this is. They take two hot dogs and they put clothes on them, and then they put like human heads on top. What what is this? It's <laughs> it's called beef. You mother <laughs> Dude, God, you got me going there. You got me going. Beef I thought you were is gonna so good. Like, wild uh, if it was uh about hot dogs. I, I didn't think of like prestigious a, yeah. Like a mini series based off of sausage party or something? Yeah, like right? A, yeah, yeah. That's, sausage party be. popped up into my head right away, Andy. I'm on the same page as you. <laughs> yeah. No, like uh, it's it's beef, and I, I basically yeah. like looked at the the poster for it, and like that that's where I drew the inspiration from that fantastic joke I just made. <laughs> that was gold, Eric. You should be a comedian. Like Stephen Jim <laughs> should be a comedian because this show is fucking awesome. Oh, it's awesome! I loved it. Oh my god, their their beef was just something to be amazed by just these two people how they go at each other and you, like you don't know where it's going at all i had no idea how it would end 
yeah i didn't i didn't either uh well i mean it's it's not ended yet i mean the first season's out but it, it's or is it a limited series i want to say it's limited it's an it's a24 and yeah i think it's limited i don't think they're gonna come back no it. i doubt it they're not coming back <laughs> i know sad. it's sad it's sad but yeah i think this is it but yeah no uh it yeah, it was great. I had a lot of laughs and a lot of uh, not laughs, you know, because uh, it also made me tear up at some points because I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be poor and watch rich people do their thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I think we're all with you, man. We could cry together. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, in the feels. Yeah, yeah, no, no. it's it kind of follows along with a lot of A24 stuff. Like I I did feel the A24 in it, you know, and just uh the uh careful detail and the story, just everything that went into it. Yeah. David Cho being like one of my favorite people ever being in this was like mm-hmm. the greatest thing ever. I I did not expect that going into this, like that he was going to be in it. Uh but <laughs> I was like, yeah, he was he was really cool. A complete different character than how he actually is in person. So it's like, I mean, yeah, I guess that's what acting is. But he's normally not an actor. He's an artist. So I thought that was like the craziest thing. No, oh, definitely. Yeah, if if you guys watch the first episode, you'll know if it's for you or not. It's, uh, it's really good, though. You'll get hooked. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. Andy, what you got? Yeah, so uh, I got a movie to recommend to you guys that I didn't have high expectations going in, but I seen the trailers of this one and at least wanted to see it before the year ended. So I was happy that it uh, came to Netflix. Gran Turismo. Oh, man. I was a big fan of the games growing up. (laughs) Dude. Big fan of the games growing up. Uh, Big fan of David Harbour. This movie was great. It's very surprising, very, very cheesy editing that takes a little bit to getting used to. Could do without it, um, but <laughs> the story itself, I loved it, and the fact that it's based on a true story and they put so much work into it with the real life guy that this happened to being the stunt double in this movie, just amazing. Have you guys seen this one? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and say that this was my number three pick of the year because i loved it so much (laughs) this shit made me really emotional high praise high praise guys uh yeah (laughs) i'm so sorry you guys you guys might be slighted at me i'm sorry but i have not seen this and i didn't have a desire to but the like the excitement from your guys's mouths like seriously makes me kind of want to check this out honest you gotta dude i'm so surprised do you like uh do you like racing movies uh, i might have a... it depends <laughs> are you talking like fast and the furious racing <laughs> or like <laughs> like uh have you seen a ford v ferrari with uh um 
oh, what's his name? Matt Damon, Matt Damon, and, Damon? Uh, <laughs> and Christian Bale. You know, my favorite actor. Bale. Yeah, <laughs> or the Ferrari so, guys. Uh, Christian Bale was why I did not check that one out. <laughs> I know, I know okay, it well. might be a prestigious <laughs> film, honestly. Like, I do understand that in, like, kind of a historical film. And yeah. uh, do you guys think I should check that one out? I actually I haven't seen it either, so... If, if you don't like Bale, probably not. Okay. But uh, if you like racing films, I would recommend it as well as this one. Okay. I like racing films just because it's it's one of those very easy to measure heroes journeys type of thing because mm-hmm. it's like you can see the physical like place that they place in each time and it's uh, i thought they just did really good with this movie uh as well okay it's got a lot of heart okay okay yeah with racing movies it really does depend honestly i can't like i can't tell you guys the last racing movie that i've seen i will say that like in real life i like have gone to a nascar race in person because of my dad's uh, work event and they did sponsor one of the drivers and I got to meet the driver and his father, which was really cool. It was a really cool moment. And I still remember it, even though I'm not super into NASCAR. Right. So like, I, I do appreciate the sport and like, I am actually really excited to check out the Ferrari movie. Oh, the new one. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of like keep up with what happens in Vegas with this F1 race that's going to go on. But other than that, I can't really say that I've like checked out much racing and fast and furious. I, (laughs) I used to like it as a kid, the, a couple of the originals and I just don't have the same interest in it as I did. And I think it's gone way downhill, honestly, but yeah, (laughs) that's for another. I'm right with you, dude. I, I used to be like real like I used to be a fan of it when I was a kid. Like I thought it was really cool yep. with all the stunts they did with the cars and stuff. Really cool, but like yeah, I didn't even see the latest movie that came out. With no, it. it was just that came out this year. Fast it down. got worse and worse as time went on. So I agree. I agree. Yeah. The uh the main star in this uh, Archie Menekwe, I think is how you say it. Uh, he's in Midsummer as well. He's he's one of the one of the guys from there. Oh, uh, I remember that, him. Uh, now. Other couple that's not yeah. part of uh, not part of Florence Pugh. Oh, group. from the from the Swedish village that's no. celebrating. No, he's he's the other couple that gets invited. Yeah, uh, oh. the ones that go to the, the rock ceremony. He's a tall dude. I get you. Yeah. yeah. Very small role, but uh, yeah, he does fantastic in this. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yes, yeah, movie has a lot of heart. I'd, I'd recommend. Amazing. Okay, okay. I might check I it out just because of your guys. Yeah. Back to you, Hunter. Back to me. Okay. Oh, man. All right. Obviously, one of the biggest movies of the year. A lot of people are going to recognize it. Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Going, going with what, my favorite superhero, Spider-Man. Wow. I... I was really looking forward to a next installment after Into the Spider-Verse. I I will admit, when I watched the trailer for Into the Spider-Verse the first time, for some reason, I was like, eh, about it. I don't know why. I don't know why I maybe wasn't just willing to accept this extraordinary achievement in animation. 
I think um mm-hmm. so into the Spider-Verse, I think that was about like a little bit around the time that was it homecoming or wait no that was it, it was during a sony movie and i'm far trying to recall home. right now yeah i think it was like far from home or even like was it one was it venom maybe possibly like where the trailer they had a portion of the trailer play after yeah i'm pretty this one sure. came out the year after homecoming the year after homecoming okay so okay. it might have been homecoming huh yeah so it's probably being trailered at that point with homecoming okay yeah so yeah. yeah that's right so it was like maybe you're thinking like oh my god they're just milking the shit out of spider-man it's like kind of kind of yeah and like i'm i'm not against a latina african-american being spider-man like i to- i honestly totally support that i i have been made fun of basically like quite a bit of my life for being <laughs> more darker skinned even though i'm a i'm only a dark german and i have a little bit of native american in me yeah no. it was just i'm like okay peter parker is my spider-man I just see yeah. that I never really read or saw anything about Miles, and I'm so glad Miles has been brought into the forefront with being in a film. Now that I've seen into the Spider Verse, I was amazed by the animation and what people can do with animation and comic type design being yeah. incorporated into into animation it's just it's amazing what they can do and across the spider-verse blew me away because it was even better than the first it was better than into the spider-verse i felt like it was a step up which which is what you want always from a sequel right yep so like that Mm -hmm. is textbook what it should be and not just a cash grab like just pumping something out after a very big hit it was just stunning to me and the different animations that they even added in this one especially with gwen stacy's world the watercolor painting stuff oh man i was amazed by because i do i do acrylic paintings and like i've always wanted to get into oil painting and like just what you can do with art especially on a digital scale yep. is just amazing to me. And it is very artistic to me still, even though you're not doing a physical like painting, you can do this on digital. Oh man. It takes a ton of skill for sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. And it's just like, it's such a crazy technical feat that I'm still blown away by. And I like, I want to rewatch it every time just to see the details in it. Yep. Because there's like at yeah. least 30 different art styles throughout this whole movie. And it's actually nuts to like witness them all in one movie. Yeah. Right. And like adding uh, some live action aspects to it where Miles is seeing some of these flashbacks from uh, Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. And Andrew Garfield uh, holding Detective Stacy in his arms and crying. <laughs> and yeah. f- fucking donald glover as a prowler that's awesome like (laughs) connecting it from (laughs) spider-man homecoming to this 
it's just like, wow, this does really feel like a Spider-Verse. Yep. And Miguel O'Hara, oh my God, Oscar Isaac playing him. What an amazing, like, gray area villain to have in a movie. Yeah. I want my own live action with uh, Oscar Isaac as a I do too, as a exactly. As a vampire. Yeah. Spider-Man. And it's really intense. Even even some toss-away villain as the, uh, the, the blob, right? Yeah. yeah jason, jason yeah. schwartzman he i've heard him do a couple of uh voice work things and he's amazing he knocks it out of the park and like it becomes this huge thing towards the end i'm not gonna spoil it but like just what an amazing villain there too mm-hmm. you know yeah so just uh, wow wow this movie just blew me away this year yeah, I loved Across the Spider-Verse. And yeah, definitely taught me we're all Spider-Man. <laughs> it makes me uh, curious for the the future of the multiverse. Uh, they, they did some interesting things with the movie. And I was still apprehensive about this one, even after the first. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as the audience consensus, even though I liked the first one a lot. But this one blew me away. It's definitely a top Marvel film. It is. It definitely is. Yeah. I mean, even though it came from the Sony vein instead of yeah, MCU. Yeah. Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, they they're blurring the lines because they they showed those videos of uh, of uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey <laughs> Maguire and true. Uh, like, yeah. You're just blurring the lines too much. Is it? Is it Sony or are you in the MCU? <laughs> you're you're right, Andy. You're right. Yeah. No, I just oh man. I and wow, the soundtrack guys, I listened to a couple of the songs on repeat after watching this movie, and I just could picture the movie in my head every time. And that's yeah. what you want. And they did that with the first one too, with the was it Sunflower? Yeah. They blew up after that yep, movie. Yep. That was very good song. And yeah, just just good everything overall you can't go wrong yeah loved it awesome i'm glad you guys agree but yeah so my next one is a show that came out this year awesome it is called the last of us yes (laughs) yeah i i love this show i mean i'm like okay so Coming from someone who's never played the game, I'm going to butcher a lot of what I think I know about the <laughs> the the Last of Us universe. Go off, go off yeah. King. You got yeah, this. Yeah, I know. But I mean from what I know, I mean most people that have played the game and then watched the show didn't like the show as much or they would think that it would be a good show on its own and not and not like The Last of Us or something, which is fine. I think, I mean, I've seen like some material online that says, you know, this show is like a one-to-one or whatever. And then I've seen people's like, oh, this show sucks. And it's like, uh, I, I don't know. But because I can't really, I can't really compare the two. I don't never played the game, but from what I've seen, like it, it looks really, I mean, it's just great. I mean, the story, the characters in it, Pedro Pascal, and I am so sorry. (laughs) 
what's her name? Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey. Bella Ram- mm-hmm. it was a Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, we'll miss uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they both did great in this, and yeah, it's it's gonna be great to see where this goes from here. I uh I I will offer my insight from I haven't played it myself, but I've watched like entire playthroughs actually several times. Oh wow! Because <laughs> I've never had a PlayStation, but like I was in love with this game. I've seen multiple people play it through. They're yeah, they're it's accurate. It's like one to one in a lot of scenes. It's really good. Maybe one of the best video game adaptations I've seen. Yeah, and that's that's what I was about to add too. Honestly, like I have seen quite a few video game adaptations from uh you know, gaming to the screen. And I <laughs> I'd have to disagree hardly with everybody that's uh kind of shitting on it and not being close to the game and everything. Like I've talked to some people that have played the game and watched this and they're just amazed and I do remember watching a couple of my buddies playing a couple of the missions. I I do have a PlayStation, but I never did play the game. I never touched a controller for the game at all. But I was super excited just with the premise of the game and who was casted in this series. And honestly, like, how the how the writers of the series also like adding their own stuff to it like especially the especially the relationship between uh Nick Offerman and I uh, I always forget his name but he was from the first season of the White Lotus and I love him Scott too Shepherd. Who's that? Uh Scott Shepherd. Scott Shepherd. So their their relationship that was added there wasn't much in the games about that. Uh, I know, I know that was one that was uh, a little panned online because people didn't like it that it was changed from the game. Because uh, Bill's relationship in the game is just a reference to rather than like uh, apparently shown. What I have to say about that is, pe- people yeah, are too. I sensitive. thought it was done really. Yeah, good. people are too sensitive. Like uh, it's not going to be one to one with the game. You got to kind of change some things and movies and series they for stories to work they do need to be altered just a little bit oh absolutely yeah another one i wanted to uh briefly discuss about uh was indiana jones number five yeah number five uh it feels dial of destiny it has been what like 10 plus years since we've had one yeah so crazy 10 yeah 20 years before that yeah dial of destiny it was actually surprisingly good i enjoyed this a lot that was i mean it was surprising after kingdom of the crystal skull because it's like there's not like giant ants and all that stuff (laughs) (laughs) but it was like it was grounded but it was it was great it was took took you on adventure across time and the world see the thing is now i feel like kingdom of the crystal skull brought open a new chapter of indiana jones that they could explore a little more if harrison ford is spry enough to do any more of these (laughs) doubt it is 
I feel like they almost went in a comic book territory of like I could see this being straight on an Indiana Jones comic book. Yeah. Like the whole time traveling aspect of this movie, it's it goes off the wall a little bit, and uh, I I loved it though. I I thought it was good. Awesome. I oh man, the thing about Indiana Jones is obviously I didn't I didn't grow up with them. You guys didn't grow up with them like in the time that like they mm-hmm. released right so yeah. it all depends on if somebody showed you them or if you discovered them by yourself right and my dad he introduced me to the to the first three and that was big for me that my dad showed me movies because i was more of the movie kid you know than him and he was just so excited to show me those and I'm super excited to finally check this out now that it's on Disney Plus. Unfortunately, I was never able to make it to the theater for it. Uh, even though one of my buddies is a big Indiana Jones fan, just like I am now because of my dad. I So have you have you seen this one yet? I have not. I have not. I'm gonna watch it. For sure. Now that's on Disney Plus, I honestly didn't even realize that it was on Disney Plus for free, and I'm surprised it by that. Just got added. Yes, yeah. So it's very recent. I- I'm excited. I'm very excited, like to hear you guys talk about it. And yeah, I can't wait. I hope it's more like the the previous indie movies before Crystal Skull, <laughs> <laughs> and like you being more adventurous. And yeah. Obviously, there, there's no hiding the fact that uh, Harrison Ford is 40-ish years older than the previous movies. Right. <laughs> so they fully embraced it. Yeah. And I, I like it. I don't know if they can do any more after this. Like, Harrison Ford's age shows in this movie. But, like, they work with it um, in the, the writing of it. Okay. But, yeah, this one's uh, James Mangold. Uh, so it's not Spielberg like the originals. Right. Uh, but I, I thought he still did good picking up the series where where it left off Mangold did a good job with logan so that's why i've been excited that he was the director for this one man he's just wrapping yeah, up yeah. like uh, okay before i say anything more what did you think <laughs> of uh what did you andy what did you think of the whole like beginning sequences with uh the deep fakes i thought they were good they were they were tastefully done um I mean, they they had to do it. They couldn't have just they had to, yeah. Match cut to the to the front. So yeah. I thought I thought it worked well. They they did a different thing than Star Wars did because I think Star Wars took like a likeness of the person where they actually just used unused footage from old movies and stuff from Harrison Ford and from uh, Indiana Jones stuff to to make that really. Oh yeah, they used so I, old I thought footage. That was good. Yeah, uh, paired with him doing mocap and stuff like that uh, to make that. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So almost like an AI model. Yeah. But with his own facial animations of his modern person. Like, it was it was well done. The only thing, like, the thing was, it was, like, jarring at first because, like, I know that's not him. That's not him. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, once you get past it, I'm like, okay, all right. I know it's not him, but this still looks really good. <laughs> okay yeah yeah i liked it a lot and uh yeah this movie definitely brings back the adventure of the old ones uh i did wish they used the score a little bit more 
uh it's it's very sparingly used through this movie oh like the original score yeah yeah yeah. and i don't know if that's just like a we don't want to overload the references but i I don't know i i like the original score i wish they would have you know fully put it out there yeah definitely yeah it was good though huh yeah yeah you'll like this one hunter awesome i'm super excited guys yeah, if you liked all of them before Crystal Skull, you'll yes, you'll love this one. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. What do you got, Hunter? Okay, we'll go with another animated. And I like I won't speak a lot on it because it is a just a simple story. It's uh simple like it grabs you. That's it. It you can just enjoy it fully. Super Mario Brothers. This yes. yeah. this was an amazing animated film to come out this year. <laughs> the voice performances, you everybody doubted Chris Pratt for <laughs> doing Mario's voice. But honestly, when they kind of give you a sample of the voice in the beginning of the movie with the original voice actor doing it, you almost kind of think I wouldn't want that for a whole movie. Yeah. You know, like uh, it could get it could get too much, right? So I'm glad I'm glad that Chris Pratt pulled through and that the movie kind of just proved everybody wrong. That that's the nicest part. And yeah. Charlie Day as Luigi. Wow. Like I <laughs> loved it. I didn't expect to love it, but I love it so much and Jack Black as Bowser. Oh my god, just everybody. It, it, Keegan Michael Key as Toad. I you wouldn't even think it's Keegan Michael <laughs> Key at all. No, I, I honestly was like I was watching this movie expecting to hear the voices that I know. Yes. But I didn't yeah. hear them. You know, yeah. they they really did the part really well. Yes, and Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach. What a nice sounding voice for a princess. And I did not recognize her. No, no, not really. No, it was weird. But like, wow, especially Eric, you know, talking about our hue lights, right? Every time I watch this movie, I want to put my hue lights up in sync with it because it is so colorful and it's just so imaginary and crazy in the Mario world without it being a video game. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) this is the... Is this the best year of video game adaptations? Oh man, <laughs> I mean, we we could be contending. I, yeah, I don't know. I would say yeah. so. I mean, because yeah. like if you're com- compared Turismo, to D all the rest Barbie, of them, technically, yeah, yeah, I would could, say it, it is. Could be. It could be. I, I'm gonna be the first to say that it is because I mean, so far, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I haven't seen any better ones. Have you? I mean, there's there's good ones out there, but no, like entire years that stack up as well as this year did. Yeah, you guys would know better than I would. And honestly, like the last point that I want to make on Super Mario Bros. With Illumination pairing up with Nintendo. It could honestly take over the animation world if they keep going with these Nintendo adaptations. It like it honestly could maybe i hope it does take over pixar and disney (laughs) if they keep if they keep slipping up and stuff like i'm not making fun of them it's just that it's it's not where it was no 
at all with them. And this could become huge, huge for animation. So I'm very excited that it's kind of getting kickstarted with this very enjoyable movie, you know? Yeah, check back in a few years to see if I regret this decision. But yeah, I would also not mind seeing Nintendo pair more and do more of these. No. Anything if we could just not get any more Minions movies, please. Oh, yeah, yeah that is Illumination. Enough, please. I, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, they need some more just variation. Do these instead. Go do a, uh, I don't know, what would they do next? Tetris? Zelda. <laughs> we just got Tetris. Or uh, Met- Metroid. <laughs> Metroid. Pro- yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. They have Metroid been talking be about Metroid a little bit in some articles that I've read. Yeah, no, it's it's just exciting. Yeah. It's uh new new possibilities honestly and like yeah. could add to the animation world as well as the film world. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all yeah. I got on Super Mario. All right, so uh for my next one, I didn't expect to like as much as I did. Uh it but it is uh to Catch a Killer. I know. All right. Hmm. So when you hear the title To Catch a Killer, you're thinking of a documentary or, you know, a classic, uh, you know, whodunit film or something. But it's actually <laughs> not that. It is a it is a thriller or a mystery th- thriller that uh, is actually like action packed at some points. It's pretty nerve-wracking at some points and it is a good ride if uh i can't remember where i watched what i watched it on i think it might have been on netflix or something but um yeah if if you ever get the chance like watch it it's on my watch list it better be because yeah i I don't want y'all sleeping on this one Andy, I'm sorry. I yeah. think I talked over you. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. No, no, you're good. Just saying, it, this one's on Hulu right now. Yes, oh, it's on Hulu. That's go. where it was. Yep, yeah, that's, that's where I've seen it too. And I, it's on my watch list. And it's simply because of the fact that one of my, one of my girls, Shailene Woodley, is in it. And Ben Mendelsohn. I love him. I love mm-hmm. him too. So I'm, I'm really excited to check this one out. I love... I love thrillers. They're in my wheelhouse. So thank you for <laughs> suggesting this one. I'm glad yeah. you really liked it, honestly. I didn't know what to make of it. I didn't know what people thought about it, but I knew it came out this year and I knew it was maybe a movie I needed to check out. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely need to check it out. And yeah, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it. Awesome. I'll let you know as soon as I watch it. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Andy? Yeah, I got uh, one that uh, you guys might not have watched this yet. It just came out on the 8th. Uh, it's called Leave the World Behind. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've seen okay. it. I've yep. heard of it. Yeah. So, yeah, this one's on Netflix. It's a new release with Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke, and Mahershala Ali. Uh, great cast. Yeah. And this movie is just fucking thrilling. It is. I'll admit it doesn't leave you in the end with the kind of feelings that I, I thought I would want from this movie. Yeah. But I think the ride to the end was worth it. And I had a lot of not not fun with this movie, but like 
thrilling excitement of seeing what was going to be next with this uh this end of the world thriller <laughs> is thrilling excitement not fun yeah in a in a different way than like you know super mario bros fun oh yeah this is like okay this reminds me of like the happening but oh better the happening type of thing i've never seen the happening yeah it was a it's a Mark Wahlberg movie. Uh, I think is an M Night Shyamalan direct. Uh, it wasn't great. With like a bunch of birds that are swarming and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. It's just about it's about the wind killing people and making people kill themselves. Oh, it. This movie has that it's vibe, like bird but it's done better. Like, yeah, that too. Like, it's like you don't know what's going on. Like, you feel alone in this world, and like you're you're compressed. Okay. okay. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, th- this movie it does really good at thrilling aspects, even if it may not uh, succeed in the end. Yeah, I don't like. I I can only assume that there's gonna be a sequel with that ending. If you're just gonna end it like on that, like uh, I'm just mad. Nah, I think it's that's that's just how it is. I'm angry <laughs> with that now. Okay, well, but... anyways. I'm still gonna yeah, hope it. Recommend we're gonna come back though. a couple years from now, and then I'm gonna say I told you so. And uh, <laughs> yeah, leave the world behind too. We yeah, yeah. But this, <laughs> this movie almost unlocked some new fears too, as well. Okay. Uh, I won't I won't spoil anything, but yeah, I, I want to hear your thoughts when you end up watching this one hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I would love to give my thoughts to you guys after. Uh, honestly working at the at the bank right now i have found that not a lot of people there are big uh movie people and one woman that is a couple years younger than me and i'm 26 right now you know so it's interesting hearing what younger people are kind of watching right Mm -hmm. and she she came into my break room and she's like have you heard of the movie leave the world behind? I'm like, you know Mm. what? I like, I've heard of the title and I know it's on Netflix. Like, you know, what do you think? And she's like, I watched the trailer and I'm like really excited to watch it. And I I believe it's really about that, that like, you know, that technology side of it and, you know, kind of relating to that now that we're in the world we're in right now. Yeah, like what would happen? Right, right. Yeah, like what Tesla's taking over is that kind of <laughs> what it is, right? <laughs> I would say it's a very, very small part. Okay, okay. But if the if the trailer does hook you, it's gonna continue to hook you for <laughs> almost two hours, awesome. and then it's gonna leave you with big blue balls. So yeah, <laughs> blue gigantic balls. blue balls. Guys, do we I want blue swear balls? to God, oh, man. man. If oh, I don't man. get a sequel here soon, I am going to start a riot. <laughs> Shit. Okay. No, yeah. I'm I'm excited to check it out, especially after you guys mentioning it as well. It's it's just interesting. Like I kind of take into account what people in my environment are kind of telling me about as well, because they know she she knew already that like I am a big movie guy, so I'm glad she brought it to my attention. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, before we spoil this movie, bring us back around, Hunter. All right. Last one I'm ending up with is The Killer. 
and it is streaming yeah. on Netflix as we speak. It is one of David Fincher's movies since he has a contract with Netflix still. And it's really weird not seeing a Fincher movie in theaters for the past couple years, especially since like Gone Girl and all those that were huge hits. He is my favorite director, and I was waiting for this one for a long time. Very long time. And I was really excited that he was adapting kind of another book. It, it's actually like a, it's a graphic novel about an, uh, an assassin. And I was really excited to see the cast, especially Michael Fassbender being the main lead in everything. I love Michael Fassbender. And my wife and I sat down on the couch and we watched this. I think the second night it was out because I didn't realize, unfortunately, the first night <laughs> that it was out on a Friday night, I was like, what the fuck? The killer just came out. It, it dropped on, it dropped on, it dropped on Netflix. <laughs> like, no, we got to watch this. And I, I just like, I was so disappointed in myself that I didn't realize like, it's like <laughs> the exact moment that it came out and we finally watched it. And I will say the first, like the first round when we watched it, it was a little surprising to me, especially me being a very passionate Fincher fan. It was very surprising and I couldn't pinpoint why. And I think it was due to the fact that I didn't realize like really what Fincher was trying to say with this movie. Yeah. And I'm not really spoiling it, but the assassin misses his shot on his assassination. And yeah. You're not expecting it at all. Like him to miss the shot, the sniper shot. And I was like, okay, after the movie, I'm like, I got to hop on some podcasts. I got to hop on some articles. Let's see what's happening here. And I, I saw explanations. A couple explanations lined up for me that I saw. And I was like, okay, I can see this. It's all about filmmaking in general, the whole movie. And David Fincher being like okay if you miss this if you miss this take if you miss this shot it's all over for you and him being a perfectionist i know this about him where he needs to take like 80 fucking takes for one <laughs> scene and this is basically him saying here like i took one shot i missed that that's what's going on here you know, it's it's basically Michael Fassbender is the director, the assassin is the director, and if you miss that, if you miss that shot, if you miss that take, it's all over, and people are gonna chastise you for it. That's interesting. Yeah, so like I thought that was a very, very interesting explanation of it, and I was like, okay, I, I understand this now, in yeah. his eyes, right? He he's always afraid of failure. 
and not getting it right the first time or any time, you know? Yeah. So we it can just, all relate to that though, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, and, you know, at the end of the day, it was a very like just simple thriller kind of stripped down like he did for Panic Room. And, you know, like even the game was kind of stripped down like we talked about yeah. on the pod. It was, it was kind of stripped down, not so complicated like he usually had. Not complicated, but a little more, yeah. little more in depth like he likes to do. Yeah, it, it was just very stripped down and it reminded me of his like kind of earlier, earlier stuff. And that's perfectly OK. I feel like the killer was a bit uh, straightforward for a straight, you know, a, a David Fincher film. Right. But I mean, I didn't take anything away from it. No, but it was yeah. just not what I was expecting coming to the end of it, you know. Right. I, I didn't expect Michael Fassbender to also be like an unreliable narrator. I took everything, like all of his words at point value. And I didn't realize, <laughs> stupid me, that he was trying to talk himself out of some stuff. And, like unreliable narrator, just like Fight Club guys, like just like you oh, guys yep. talked about on the pod. It's, it's an unreliable narrator. He doesn't he does not get everything right. And he's trying to say no empathy, everything like that, but it isn't, it isn't. So I think he has like some sort of resistance at some points, but he's still he, kind of, he still sticks by his values. Like, right, right. Yeah. He, yeah. he has a love interest in somebody he really cares about that goes against his rule of no yep. empathy. And yeah, like, you know, it's, it's like, it's apparent once you watch, once you rewatch it. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. I've only seen it once. So I like, I was taking everything at face value, but I've yeah, I should it. definitely give it a good, good watch again. I've seen it like twice through now and thankfully I did rewatch it. So yeah. Yeah. If you guys want rewatch it and kind of take it in. Yeah. Yeah. I like your, uh, I like your opinion on, or I like, you know, that you relayed to us about the whole point of him, like him being Fincher and like not missing his shot or then missing his shot when he's not supposed to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not my thought. I won't take credit for it, but once I heard it and realized it, I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) This is pretty, this is my director. This is my director, you know, still. And it's nice when you hear afterthoughts. And like, I always hope that we can do that on our pods for people. So, yeah. Yeah. I got another one that you guys might like or might not. It's, (laughs) it's called elemental. Hey, all right. All right. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. It, it, I like I like this more than I expected to. Usually I'm not like a huge fan of like Disney movies, so I Was this a Disney movie or was it like Pixar or something? Disney Pixar. Yep. Disney Pixar. Okay. Yeah, well, my point still stands. I, I'm not usually not a huge fan of uh those movies, but like I really like this movie. There was like a a parallel uh, meaning to it of like Asian immigrants to 
America and mm-hmm. like there are struggles with that and like opposites attract or not even like attract, but like, you know, opposites getting together, but they're not supposed to be kind of like a Romeo and Juliet type of thing. It was really good. I, yeah, I, I like the use of practicality of the elements being used to tell a story of this, this certain aspect. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, interracial relationships as well. And I, wow. I agree with you, Eric, like all the way, honestly, this might be one of my favorite Pixar movies. I really disagree with a lot of the controversy over it. Yeah. With, people discussing oh, I didn't follow through with this social issue or this political issue. Honestly, after watching the movie as well as the director commentary kind of on it, it, it was kind of about the making of it. And yeah. the, the maker of it, he's been a part of Pixar for a long time. He even played Remy's brother in Ratatouille his voice and yeah he's he's been a part of pixar for a long time and i just really appreciated his personal story going into this and his wife is white so interracial couple right there that Mm -hmm. he just kind of tried to relate through with elements not mixing together right and people are diving too too far into it and trying to make sense of it that way honestly it it was just a really touching awesome awesome animation wow good job pixar team oh yeah absolutely seriously seriously like everything amazed me i was like wow this is so different and it's so pixar at the same time (laughs) yeah you know yeah yeah I love the 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 colors and contrasts like yeah. that just uh keeps me captivated the whole time. I felt like a kid in a candy store. Right, right. Exactly. Uh Andy, have you seen this? No. I've I've only seen the trailers and uh like Eric, these movies typically aren't for me. And honestly the trailers just I, I don't I don't I didn't have any intention of seeing it, but maybe with your guys' recommends I'll I'll check it out. Damn it, Andy. Quit yeah. being a Scrooge. It, it kind of, <laughs> on the outside, it looks like hot trash. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it looks like... <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It just... Damn, I don't, bro. I don't like, I don't like Pixar stuff nowadays. I'm like, I like the old stuff when I was a kid, but I don't know. It's not for me nowadays. Check this one out then. Yeah, no, this one's really good. It's not, it's, it's so. nothing like, I don't know. It's it's nothing too light. It felt pretty heavy for me, honestly. So, I mean, it's it is childish at some points, but not too childish. Eric, thank you, okay. thank you for your input, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll give this one a look. Please, please, Andy. Yeah, I just I want you to at least see the the different animation and stuff. It's just it's incredible, honestly. Like what they could do. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna wrap us out with uh one of the uh, biggest movies of the year, Five Nights at 
Oppenheimer. Just, just kidding. Uh, it's it's you Oppenheimer. Son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> God damn. Oh, I thought you were totally going with Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> no, no, that that one's in my uh, my trash movies of the year. N- not any fault of the movie. I think I need to watch that <laughs> streaming. But okay, without an audience, throw it yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oppenheimer. But yeah, Oppenheimer. Since we didn't get to discuss mm-hmm. it yet in depth. Yeah, this one I think in no small part to Alamo Draft House was one of my top movies of the year and the three hours went by in a flash no pun intended and <laughs> uh yeah we, we talked a lot about everyone in this movie uh in our movie stars episode and just everyone kills it here it's it's a great movie yep I agree yeah and isn't it fitting that we're starting with Barbie and then ending with Oppenheimer yeah, yeah. I, uh, that is a even a rap. <laughs> yes, even even read the uh, biography that uh, the movie's based off of, and it's it's fantastic. It's to the point, and it's good. You you did read it, Andy? Yeah, well, audiobook, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay, a lot. so it's you really you good. listened, you listened. <laughs> There's a book on yeah. this movie. Yes, yeah, yeah well, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's based on a true story. Anyways. Isn't it? Uh, I don't isn't know why I'm surprised. A- American Prometheus. Yep the uh, the two guys who are credited as the writers or credited on writers in this movie okay. are uh, the writers of the book, and I think one actually passed away. I can't remember which one. One of them passed away before this movie released. Okay, okay, yeah, but they were uh, both very instrumental in putting this movie together with Nolan. Honestly, this this movie blew me away. So good. I would I would say uh, like if I'm honest the movie didn't wrap me up in the first like 20 minutes but then mm-hmm. ever since I was wrapped I I don't know how to explain it really it's just uh kind of how the movie flowed yeah oh, wow. I think they were like jumping yeah. on a whole bunch of different parts before they actually got into the story right right yeah yeah I wasn't really like knowing where it was going uh yep. where I should follow but like yeah. once once it got more into the movie you kind of understand more and like of what you should follow and how the story is laid out Wow, the mm. performances in this movie, and wow, the directing from Christopher Nolan, even though I'm up and down on him, <laughs> just amazing, amazing. I, I, don't, I don't even know. I'm, I'm still wowed by it. Yeah. Can we talk about the sound design of this oh, movie? Wow. Oh, wow. It is amazing. Yeah. But uh, I had I had my volume at a at a decent volume as I was watching this. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I like I have subwoofers like behind my couch, just you know for added bass. I mean, usually in a movie you don't it the bass isn't that crazy. But like, goddamn, when he has these like visions or whatever, I, I was like, holy shit! Because like, <laughs> it was like, oh. <laughs> Man, it was nuts. I had to turn off the subwoofer in order to watch the rest of the movie because it just couldn't hang. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys both see this one at home? We watched. No, it. Yeah. no. Nope. I, I told you in I missed theaters, the whole baby. Barbenheimer thing. 
in theaters yeah. and i am so glad we did uh we checked out oppenheimer on friday see imax no no did not see it in imax just regular because uh we're bismarck north dakota unfortunately yeah that would have been nuts but yeah we checked out oppenheimer friday barbie saturday and wow what a double perfect yeah uh i will say like if this movie ever gets a re-release go see it in theaters uh, try and find one of the imax yes that it was meant for intense did you Great you movie. seen it in imax yeah yeah i got lucky to have it in like the um like the format that it was intended for screw you uh, andy that's crazy millimeter i'm not being mean i'm just saying like, <laughs> i know not all theaters have it which it sucks that's kind of gate kept like the perfect version i would say yeah 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 that's just how movie theaters are they don't all have all the types of of reels to run mm-hmm. uh but um the alamo did have a 65 millimeter for it and and it looks amazing you know um, the only movie yeah. i've ever seen in imax was it was a harry potter movie it was uh <laughs> deathly hollows I love Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I seen Deathly Hollows in IMAX. It was the only movie I've ever seen in IMAX. <laughs> it was good though. But yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. I, I and fun fact for me, never seen a movie in IMAX, unfortunately. You haven't. I well, have not. It's it's fun. It's nothing too crazy though. I, I mean your it. two lights pretty much do the job. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Have it right at home. Yeah. Yeah. So we uh we want to get to voting a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. Yes. Yeah. So uh for the listeners, we're kinda doing like a, a weighted scale depending where we rank them, and then we're gonna see what the, the overall three are. Can we do an Emmy? An Emmy? An yeah, Emmy well, a best best oh, for show for series okay yeah. okay i got a couple series in my lineup here yeah okay yeah yeah we want to do top three shows first yeah let's do that sure or like yeah let's do it sure okay uh what, what do you got hunter you want to kick us off all right my third series would be uh i'd have to say beef yeah beef. i That's agree with that <laughs> I only have three shows on my list, and <laughs> Beef is one of them, and I'm going to have to put that on three. Okay, you're on three? Okay. Yeah. Andy, what you got at three? Ooh, that's, that's a difficult one. I think I might agree with you guys. I think Beef is beef is number three. Yeah. Okay, okay, good, good. Okay, okay. Should I start us off with, like, second? Yeah. Let's yeah. go second. Yeah, this is where it starts to get dicey. Show. Okay, it's going to be dicey because I don't know if you guys have seen this. If you haven't, you better. Love okay. and Death. Love and nope. Death. What is Love that? Love and Death. On H- it's on Max. Oh. That's good, uh, I was thinking uh, of Olsen, Love and right? Monsters. It's, it's with Elizabeth Olsen, Jesse Plemons, and it's about the true story of uh, Candy Montgomery killing... The wife of Jesse Plemons. I'm sorry if I can't. I can't remember all the at like actual names, but yes, it's a it's a true crime series, and it is stunning. Okay, hmm. please watch it. Please. Okay, I I will. 
You that better. sounds like a good recommend for me. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. I'm glad to. Okay. Okay. What about you guys? Yeah. Eric, what's your second? I am. I am. I'm going to put Last of Us at number two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that's got to be kind of in my top two. The only reason it's not number one is because I, I know there's another one for me that takes the takes the cake. Takes the cake. So. All right. Okay. Okay. Andy, what you got? Yeah, I I got to follow you, Eric. I was really struggling with putting uh, Goosebumps here, but I think I got to agree with Last of Us. Yeah. It's just it, yeah. overall better show. Goosebumps will be like, you know, kind of outside of the five. I would say for me too, Andy. Yep. yep. Okay. okay. All right. Are we, are we yeah. going number one now? I, I guess we, yeah. Number one pick. We're going number one. All right. <laughs> the fall of the House of Usher. Yep. Of course. That, that is my it, number one. That's it? Eric, you're with me? No. No, I'm not. What the hell? Okay. You, you fucking... <laughs> you joker. Okay, well that's my number one. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna yeah, go. Good. I'm gonna go with Gen V for my top oh, one. Oh shit! I still haven't Gen seen. V. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I love the Fall of House of Usher, but like, if it wasn't, you know, you know, a series of like, honestly, my favorite show to date. Yeah. Like. You know, Fall of the House Flusher would take that cake, but like, okay. man, okay. I love this show so much. Yeah, definitely, definitely give it a watch soon. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, it's really good. So, yeah, for my number one pick, this is 100% realizing that it is recency bias because I think if I watched Beef last week, it might be my number one. But I watched Jury Duty a couple weeks ago, <gasps> and it's my number one. This Jury week. Duty, uh, Jury Duty. I don't know if I've laughed more in a show yes! than this show. Yes, it's so good. I was absolutely dying. It's a uh, one real person uh, for those of you that haven't seen it, and everyone else in this uh, court case is fake. The judge, the other jurors, the witnesses, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole like prank show just for this one. <laughs> it's 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 really good. It's really fucking. Andy, funny. I should have known since you were a court guy that like, <laughs> man, I'm so happy my wife showed me this, and it it feels like The Office, in a way, right? Kind of a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but better, better. I gotta say, you know, like just because yeah. it's real, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's there's a couple times when I'm like, oh my god, how how are they getting away with this stuff? Right? And it's just I don't know. They they do so good, but yeah, it, it's a high recommend. Yes, yeah, very good, very good. He can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the same guy throughout the whole thing. It's just a it's a quick eight episode miniseries. I think it's on it's on Amazon Freebie. It's on Prime, right but like with Freebie. Yeah, that's how we watched it. Yeah, yep. on Freebie. Okay. Yeah, the the guy's a real guy, and he thinks he's just in a normal court case. Uh, but everyone else is fake; they're all actors. as a jury member. Yeah, yep. yeah, they're playing through like a court case, but they're just doing these stupid things throughout it, and like 
James Marsden shows up, the guy from like uh, Sonic and stuff like oh, that. I love James. And so much good meadow with his like acting and stuff yep. like that. I, I love it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very good series. Yeah. So uh, there's, there's one show after our ratings that uh, rose above the rest. And that is last of us in the number one spot. The Last of Us wins. Damn it! All right, no, I know it's it's in my top. I can't be mad. But I I I can't be angry at that. I can't. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then uh, Beef is second uh, with uh, Usher and Gen V and Jury Duty for third. Okay. Okay. Can accept. I will accept. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good job, All right. guys. All right. The shows. The shows are done. All right. Yeah. Uh, it was a good year for shows. A lot of good miniseries. It was. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love limited series. Yes, they're they're so good. They are. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen a whole lot of them, but like definitely seen more this year than I have before. Awesome. Good. Bring us back around to the movies. We're all waiting for. Oh boy. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going with my third. Okay. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. Yes. Just, just checking with my co-hosts here, guys. I, I just want to make sure we're on the right track. Okay. Oh, so I will go with Oppenheimer is my third. Hmm. Oppenheimer is your third? Oppenheimer is my third. Bro, you're killing me, bro. Dude, why am I killing you, bro? It it's didn't even, such a it good didn't even year. Make it type three, honestly. Oh no! And like, guys, I gotta say, this year was such a good mixture of like new, refreshing comedies, horror, quality blockbusters, and smaller movies that can reach like a wide range of audiences. Yeah, and like, especially yeah. with like new franchise films like Dungeons and Dragons, you yeah. know. Yep, like such a good year. Yeah, if you told me when I watched Oppenheimer that it would not crack my top three this year, I would have not believed you. Damn, <laughs> damn. All right. Yeah, it was it was hard. Yeah, I really wanted to put it in there, but it yeah, it was it was a good year. Yeah, okay, yeah, it was. I, I'm, I'm really I'm rolling good year. with Oppenheimer. I'm rolling with it, guys, and you can be mad. It's all right. <laughs> yep. All right. What about you guys? My third is uh gran turismo because okay yeah i love this movie and i what what do i even say about this without crying no like (laughs) i just like the triumphant (laughs) victories this guy consistently had throughout this whole thing when nobody believed in him just like so awe-inspiring to me and I yeah. was there for every race. I was cheering him on. We were just like, we were freaking out whenever we crossed the finish line. It was just a fun time, man. I, I love that okay. movie. And I, I didn't even, I didn't even know about it until I just saw it on uh, Netflix one day and then just decided to watch it. And I think it came out like really recently too, but like automatically just fell in well, love with back it. Back in August. Back in August? Yeah. Really? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I had a whole theater release. Wow. You you put this above Oppenheimer? I did. Yeah. Dang, dude. Okay. okay. Because I think that this, I mean, I base a movie based off of like what kind of 
like how much it engages me. And this one engaged yep. me more than uh, Oppenheimer. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Uh, I like I like I liked Oppenheimer a lot, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a great movie. But it didn't get me as excited as uh, this movie did. So how it impacts you reason. personally? Yeah, yeah. impacts mm-hmm. me personally. I mean, we can all relate yep. to the guy that like nobody believes in him when he's just like getting the this underdog. outrageous thing. And, you know, basically, uh, you know, David Harbour was telling him the same things like, yeah, pretty much everybody thinks we're going to fail. And then, you know, he's like, (laughs) all right. So then, you know, they get at it and they they crack down and it was good. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. 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 I'm going to start off my list with uh, one I didn't get to talk about yet, but uh, surprise me, uh, a sequel with Chris Hemsworth, uh, Extraction 2. Extraction 2. Oh, that's your third? Yeah. I yeah, I enjoyed the first movie and I watched this. I'm like, okay, a uh, good action sequel is going to be coming here and I love the hell out of this movie. Hell yeah. yeah. Very very good choreographed fight scenes and uh yeah, I just had a blast with this movie. Doesn't surprise me with the stunt coordinator as the director. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yep. You know, honestly, I've seen the first one and I, I saw the technical feat that they did of having like a 30 minute one shot. And yep. that was just like crazy. And I think they even went longer with the second one. Am I right? Yeah. With the prison prison yard scene. It was pretty long. Yeah. yeah I never, yeah. I had never seen it, but like, yeah, I, I think they just, they did, you know, the same technical feat that they did last one and then he did it again. So it's really impressive. Yeah. If you need a good, like turn your brain off action movie that you will definitely get sucked into um, and watch it like fully. It's a, yeah, it's a good one to add to your list. Yeah. That's one of the best action movies. Like, you know, kind of the premise of just what you said, you know, like you can turn your mind off, but you can be sucked in. Right. Yeah. And I'm super excited to watch that one. I still haven't, but it is on my list. Like it's at towards the top because I did really love the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Uh, what's your number two, sir? Guys, you're making it so tough. I'm not a ranking guy, but you're making me rank. <laughs> but hey, doing it for the pod. Doing it for the pod. Doing it for okay, the pod. So <laughs> it, it won't surprise you guys when I say Barbie is my second. Open the duo in your your two. It, it's. I'm not even doing it. I'm not even doing it. I promise because it is the double event. It's just that maybe I am still so wrapped up in the moment of it. But honestly, with Oppenheimer, it blew me away the first time. Haven't rewatched it since. But Barbie, my wife and I have rewatched multiple times. And I did watch the on max you can find barbie with the director's commentary with greta gerwig and Mm -hmm. wow wow it was amazing it was amazing like honestly i watched the whole movie not even caring that greta gerwig's voice was over um the whole uh, script of the movie like you you know it's kind of dimmed for her voice to come over and wow it was just amazing and like what she put into the movie and it's just such a fun rewatchable movie i can't 
help but laugh every fucking time at, <laughs> at <laughs> Ryan Gosling. He is amazing. It, like <laughs> simply guys, guys, the scene I can watch every fucking day is that scene where Margot Robbie and him are waiting by the school and he leaves and he <laughs> keeps like looking back, you know, and he's acting like such a kid that is so bored of everything. <laughs> it's just while they're the, in like cowboy outfits. Yes. Yeah. The cowboy <laughs> outfits. Yeah. Ken, you know, like when she says that, and <laughs> it's like, we need to blend in. And then they put on these yes. cowboy outfits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just oh looking my God. more ridiculous than before. It's just, it's an amazing movie. It's so creative. She created a whole world that, like, how do you come up with that, right? <laughs> you know, for a movie, it's just, like, impressive. And I got, like, hats off, honestly. So, yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. Eric? I'm going to go with D&D being my second D&D. Yeah. yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. All right. Two video game movies. Two, yeah, you're right. Now that maybe that says something <laughs> about me. Yeah, I think yeah. I sense a trend it's, it's, here. It's a good yeah, year. there might yeah. be a trend. <laughs> I I sense a Five Nights at the top. Yeah, oh, Five oh, Nights. <laughs> Please God, no! Please God. <laughs> I'll lose all credibility <laughs> if I add that on top. Eric, you're thrown out of the pod if you. <laughs> That's yeah. Right. I'm yeah. just kidding. All right, Andy. Yeah, I gotta throw probably the only Marvel movie that's gonna show on this list, Guardians Three. Okay, I probably would have put uh, Spider Verse on here if I hadn't watched it just last night. Uh, I haven't had time to fully digest it, but uh, I think it would be in my top five this year. But yeah, this one's gonna go to Guardians Three for now. Awesome. All right. Okay. No, that's a really solid second. Honestly. Yeah, I I do love that movie. It's it's got to be probably in the top ten for me, just not top three. Like I'm trying to do here. I'm trying, guys. It's, it's a hard year. It's so hard. Yeah. What are you uh, rounding us out with for 2023? Across the Spider Verse. That's got to be my first. It's, yep. Yeah. I'm sorry. Movie. It's just nice. it's incredible, guys. I. I don't I don't know. It, it was just a feeling I had before doing the pod. It's like, wow, okay, this has gotta be one Movie of the tops of the at year. least. Yeah, like one at least. And I could have been very biased with Scream Six. I love Scream Six of Death. I do, and it's definitely in my top ten. I just couldn't find myself putting it in the top three. And there's a difference between how you kind of pick apart a certain movie and how you feel about something. And I kind of tried to go in between and scream six would have been me going with my heart, not my mind. Right. You know? So yeah. Yeah. Gotta say, gotta say across spider verse. Yeah. Okay. Eric. I am also going to go with Across the Spider-Verse yes! because of uh, Spider-Man. Let's, duh. let's nah. go! <laughs> no, this... Yeah, no, this movie was so well animated and well drawn. Like, yes. It honestly should be put in a museum. 
It should. <laughs> Thank you. I couldn't imagine yes. how long it would take to make each frame. And oh my god, it has to be the best 2D animation ever made. Yes, honestly, I, I can't. I can't think of one better. No, nope. but like, even with the that, like all the different art styles too. Like with uh, like you were talking about with uh, Gwen and her dad, like with the watercolors, like everything mm-hmm. is all washed out because like. You know, they're using the background to tell part of the story. You know what I mean? And I think that's, like, so cool. I I, I don't know. Like, yes. It's, very, yeah. yeah. Very so intricate, amazing. right? And just a yeah. lot of detail going into it. That's what you want to see. Yeah. And you see all the spider characters pop up. Like, the, you know, the spider T-Rex. And yeah, all the yeah. references to, like, <laughs> they were... They were all pointing at each other. Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? Oh my god, god the Spider-Man meme where oh yeah. man, yes. You yeah. could throw memes in this, and it was like a 10-second long bit. It was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I love this yeah. movie. Good. Me too. Yeah, I think uh yeah, that's uh that's a great one for number one. Oh, Andy, what do you got, huh? <laughs> well, like I said, I think Spider-Verse would be up there for me if I didn't just watch it. But <laughs> okay, uh fair. Uh, I've got one from the very beginning of the year that still made it to the end is one of my favorites. Uh, and it's Knock at the Cabin. Knock at really? the Cabin, huh? Really? Yeah. This movie is just, it's right up my alley. It's not perfect, um, but it's its a great movie to me, and I love the hell out of it. I'll That's all that, that matters. Um, yeah. That's all that matters. Definitely. Yeah. Like I, I like your explanation of that, Andy. Like I do I tell a lot of people that like, you know, it might not be perfect, right? But it it matters what it means to you. Exactly. It was yeah. made for somebody. It was made know? for somebody. Yes. And Knock at the Cabin was very enjoyable for me as well. Honestly, maybe I would have liked the ending tweaked a little bit, but other than that, it really wrapped me up. I I really enjoyed it. So I'm I'm with you. That is probably a top movie of the year. You know, like yeah, Shyamalan has a problem with endings. You know that he that does. movie was like never on my radar, but like now it is. Now that you're saying it's like the best movie of the year, so I'm definitely gonna have to check yeah, that I, out. Because like I I don't know why, but like I think I've like seen the trailer of it, and then I'm like. Nah, but I I hope some more people watch this because of that. Uh, it's a apocalyptic thriller, I guess. It is. I, I don't know really, really yeah. classify this as it's it's a philosophical dilemma. I think is the biggest draw for me. Okay, for sure. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's awesome. All right, sweet. Knock at the cabin. Yeah, yeah. So. We have a very clear uh, first winner, of course, <laughs> with Spider-Verse. Yep. Good job, Eric. All right, team. Go Hell team. yeah. Go no, team. it's all right. Eric, Eric <laughs> uh, sorry. Andy, like, very good first yeah. place. Uh, like, I'm glad you did that. Yeah. If uh, if Eric didn't choose Spider-Verse, we would have had to go tiebreaker because we all chose different movies other than that. I know. We did. I know. That's for sure. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's that's a good movie to uh, to win out the year. It's it definitely deserves all the accolades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Inspirational to a bunch of movies. 
Yeah. Do you guys got any uh, special actors or actresses you want to talk about at the end here? I uh, I was trying to think of my top three, and I'm like, I don't know if there's anyone that's left a huge impression on me this year. Yeah. Uh, like Joaquin Phoenix is in two big movies this year, and he was good. I don't know if I had any huge ones, though. It's hard. It's very yeah. hard because there's a lot of great movies with a lot of great performances. Honestly, all that comes to mind is just Margot Robbie as Barbie. <laughs> or, the, or, kill, Barbie on the mind. or Killian as Robert J. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Yes. Killian. I did think uh, Bradley Cooper as uh, Leonard Cohen and Maestro was pretty I good. I do need to s- still see that movie. And I probably maybe... Well, I would have had to go with my boy Leo if I had seen Killers of the Flower Moon, but I have not yet, unfortunately. Yeah. I was yeah. surprised. Sadly, I'm like, didn't make my list. I'm like, I'm probably going to hear it. about this movie because I saw that he was in it. I'm probably going to hear about this movie from Hunter. Damn I'm, it. See I'm so sorry. Before I'm sorry I watch to disappoint. <laughs> no, I know. that's fine. I was just <sighs> like, I'm just surprised at this point. <laughs> just hadn't made it to the fucking theater. Our, our plans kept falling through. And yeah. I was I was so yeah. upset about yeah. it. Yeah, just a busy busy end of the year. That's a three and Hard a half to fit hour three hours. Movies. Yeah, three and a half. Yeah, exactly. So it was tough. It was tough to map out and plan out. You know. Yeah. Do you guys uh, have any uh, shit movies you want to throw on the list before shit. we close out? Cocaine Bear. <laughs> have not seen it. <laughs> Cocaine Bear was it bad? It's bad. Oh boy. Oh, poor Ray, Ray Liotta. That's how you're going out. Yeah. Man, I love Ray Liotta too. Damn. Talk to me. It wasn't a it wasn't a shit movie at all by any means. Sorry. Like just kind <laughs> of uh I'm kind of just going with my qualms about it. Uh it it was so talked up and it seemed like it would have been a classic for years to come. But once I watched it, I was a bit disappointed. It was like there were very promising sequences of horror. And I was like, it was intense. I felt it in my chest. But the characters of the movie, uh, like, and part of the story just n- did not make me invested. So that's yeah. that's all I'm going to say about it. But I do, I hope you guys do watch it. And I want to hear your thoughts about it. I want to say uh, Last Voyage Demeter. What a what a snooze for an awesome you're, concept that I could have you're had. You're joking. <laughs> no. That's on my list. I want to watch it so bad. That's about uh, vampires, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a Dracula's origin oh. uh, from like uh, like actual lore. Really? It was a Damn. snooze? Which, what? It has the best setup you could have had, being isolated on a boat with a vampire. Didn't turn out. You're joking. What the fuck? Yeah. Fucking A. Okay, well. Also another horror that didn't end up being a horror. Uh, Haunting in Venice. Oh. Oh, I still not, need to watch not that. Not terrible, but disappointing. Dang it. It's Death on the Nile is probably the best of the Kenneth Branagh. Oh, of the three, it's the best of the three. Okay. I I should rewatch Murder on the Orient Express. But when I watched Death on the Nile, I was super taken out by the effects of it, the setting. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. kill me. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like it was it was horrid. It's yeah. Yeah, and that's that's saying something about the other two for me, putting it in the, the top. <laughs> Damn it, Andy. Okay, okay. Ah man. I like murder mysteries. I was looking I forward too. to it. I, I just... love them. Agatha Christie novels. Oh man, yeah. like so good. How how is writing your biggest issue with the movie when you're literally based off the best selling female author of all time? That's a very good point, Andy. Honestly, like, probably what? laziness. <laughs> yeah. I love you, Kenneth Branagh. Like I love you as an actor. You're amazing. Maybe you don't be the lead star in your own directorial movie though yeah maybe that could be part of it by the way too much he's to go around i don't know he's a kind of a shitty guy because he cheated on his wife his real life wife emma thompson so yeah boo boo kenneth (laughs) brana yeah i I like him as an actor he's good in the movies um for what the writing is i guess uh but yeah there's something fundamentally not good with those Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can see how like each of them maybe missed the mark. I I need to watch Haunting in Venice still. That's the only one I haven't seen out of the trilogy. But yeah, just Death on the Nile, I was just disappointed by because of like some of the other stuff. I I liked the <laughs> twist. I did actually, you know, but man, I just wasn't super invested in the whole whole movie. If yep. that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. But Andy, can we also talk about Infinity Pool? It wasn't a terrible movie, but what did you think? Yeah. I thought it was weird. I actually didn't think it was as terrible as I, I know, I don't know. I think you gave me a forewarning that it was a little weird. I did. And of course it was it was very weird. It was very. I don't know. I just left it kinda meh. It was okay. Type of thing. Like it wasn't bad. Yeah, uh, like I was kind of expecting. So yeah, got to see Mia Goth again, which was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know the one scene I talked about that I'm not gonna put in audio, but uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, I I know the exact scene you're talking about, and uh, Eric, I almost want you to watch the movie just because of that scene. <laughs> funny I, as that, yeah. Funny okay. as that sounds, but Alexander Skarsgård as well. Like, wow, uh, very good performances in the movie. The premise got me hooked. And like the execution part. And then it went a little too far for me. It didn't interest me. I was like, okay, I'm just uh, I'm just disturbed. And it's not in a good way. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. Like, it's... I don't know. It's kind of just, it's still living in my head. Like how, how do I make sense of this movie? Basically that's kind of why I, yeah. why I wanted to hear a little bit of your opinion, Andy. It's just, I can see where it was going, but I don't know. Yeah. Just tough. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I got probably one more bird box. Barcelona uh, has made me realize probably what people thought of the original bird box which i liked okay uh, i liked it too. is now how i felt about this movie is probably how people felt about that one and now i'm starting to see why it got so panned if that made any sense but yeah uh okay. yeah this this movie wasn't good 
I liked that they continued the premise. I thought they could go somewhere with it, and they didn't. Yeah, I honestly haven't wanted to watch that one, but I, I did really enjoy the original, so it's interesting hearing your point on that without... I don't know. I don't know how people panned it, uh, the first one. So I'm I'm excited to maybe check that one out then, just because of that fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you guys seen Asteroid City? I was about to bring that up, actually. <laughs> I I just wanted to bring up a point before you go on about Asteroid City, Eric. I wasn't. I was just asking. Oh. That was like, oh, shoot. That was just a question. <laughs> well, okay, okay. I was going to say this whole year, guys, was a very big year for reliable, talented directors like David Fincher, Martin Scorsese, Christopher Nolan, Nolan. Greta Gerwig, Ridley yeah. Scott, etc. Like, what a roster. But I will say that there were disappointments for me personally with like Asteroid City that I was excited for like big movies that I would think would be for large audiences that are more particular than the MCU or some other, like other like big events like that and franchise movies after watching ones like asteroid city, I realized they're not for everyone, but also like that's perfectly all right. It's just Wes Anderson has been kind of up and down for me personally I didn't really care for the French Dispatch. I didn't care for Asteroid City. But I did. I loved Grand Budapest Hotel for some reason. You know, so it's very interesting to me that the film community in general loves Wes Anderson for sure. And like, I can understand because he's very artsy. He's very different with his films. But I just like the Grand Budapest. I don't know why, you know. I don't know if I've met actually a single person that has liked him. Really? So it might just be a critic thing. I don't know. It, it could be. I, I'm not a fan of his work. You aren't? Okay. Yeah. I liked, like Fantastic Mr. Fox, but oh, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that one too. Him. Yeah. See, so he's like two of four for me. Two out of four. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I, I know you haven't seen this one yet, but uh, the creator more like create a better movie oh shit oh, wow just kidding it wasn't that bad but uh sci-fi concepts that uh, didn't go anywhere andy you should tell that directly to gareth edwards <laughs> you should <laughs> no he'll hurt me. i i really he'll send john david washington after me. i was excited i was excited about the movie especially after rogue one and stuff and dang okay well i'm still gonna watch it yeah, I yeah, it's worth a watch probably. Okay, perfect. All right, all right. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been quite a year. I'm looking forward to 2024 and uh, and Dune. Of course, it's probably the biggest movie of next year. Yes, I'm I'm still excited about movies and I have hope for them. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, there there's quite a there's 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 a lineup. For yeah, 2024. <laughs> what do we got coming for 24? What else? We got uh, we got Blade coming next year. Yeah, man. Do we? I think Blade's coming next year. Yeah. Okay. It it's it's just been delayed, and uh, creative teams have been switched out for it. So I wasn't really sure. Okay. Oh. What do we got, Eric? Hold on. 
Yep. Oh, we got Night Swim with uh with Wyatt <gasps> Russell that we talked about. Ooh, before. ooh. Yep. That's a that's towards the top of my list. Yep. It's coming out in uh, less than a week. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So we got this movie called Civil War that I'm excited <gasps> oh, for. Oh, Alex Garland. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like uh, like actual Civil War. Actual no. Civil War. Well. I'm thinking like I got MCU on the brain. Okay, no, no, no not not like... that, and not <laughs> not like going back to the 1700s Civil War. It's okay. Yeah, you take it's it not away. A war. Yeah, no, okay. like Civil War in America. Like I get. I mean, it's. I'm sure it, it's going to be really politically driven, but oh, I saw. I saw Jesse Plemons in one of the scenes in this in the trailer, and he's like a nutcase, like he was in Breaking Bad. In like <laughs> he's this, one of our uh, boys in uh in like a in uniform, like military uniform, and he's got like red sunglasses on, and he's just like shooting people. But I'm excited for that one, anyways. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, a Mean Girls remake coming yeah, out. Yeah, Mean Girls remake. Oh, That's, God. That should be cool. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> I, I love the original, but once I watch the trailer, I'm like, this might be like just a total... Just <laughs> it could be. Copy-paste, and I'm nervous, but yeah, we'll see. Just, we'll see. Let's not hold our breath with that one. Yeah. But so far, I mean, okay. I may have exaggerated with like quite the lineup, but... uh. <laughs> there is there's a few uh, other ones that are kung that fu panda four anyone who what kung fu panda four yeah. Hey, yeah. hey i love kung fu panda. right there all right okay let's go uh furiosa furiosa okay furiosa yep. Yep. i'll look, definitely look forward to that plus a new uh planet of the apes movie oh man oh, i yeah. can't believe it really was it like um yeah. kingdom of the planet of the apes or something yep Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Have you guys seen I'm the original I like this new series. Planet of the Apes? But not like the one where like obviously the genetic mutation of the apes, but like the one where they actually go to the planet. Like the yeah, is it the planet. Tim Burton one? Yes. Have you guys seen that? I do kind I've of remember it. Yeah. See, I've never seen it, but I was thinking about watching it. I don't know. Like, I think you should. Yeah, you probably should. I like. I remember watching it as a kid. I just haven't rewatched. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like Quiet Place Day One. Oh. What? Oh yeah. Coming out summer next year. All right. All right. Yeah. Get some more uh, Quiet Place stuff. That one's got Alex Wolf in it from uh, Hereditary and uh, um, what's the other movie? Perfect. Pig. <laughs> I talked yep. about. Yep. Yep perfect uh deadpool 3 also in the summer next year yes yes and we're gonna see wolverine return absolutely yeah we'll see a mix of the uh x-men into the mcu finally yeah probably yeah apparently they're going with the x-men as a focus from now on like past secret wars so Mm. we'll see huh there's a new alien movie queued for next year oh i thought it was just a series i thought there was just a fx series for aliens oh that sounds cool too uh alien romulus 
Is this the, the series? It might be the series. Yep, that sounds familiar. He's, he Romulus. did uh, Evil Dead, the new one. Uh, the 2013, sorry. Oh, okay. Ed, oh, yeah, Alvarez. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Fede Alvarez. Yeah. I'm yeah, excited. So we got a lot of movies to look forward to in the year 2024, along with all our new resolutions that we will have for a week before we drop. <laughs> yes and we watch more movies next year yeah we better be on the letterbox lists uh, imdb lists whatever you guys got just uh yeah pin all of these yep absolutely Dude, yeah add us on letterbox and uh send us some some ratings yeah yeah man yeah it'll it'll be at andy and eric you have yours as your names right yeah, I'll put them all in the description. Make it easy for beeps. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Add us, guys. Sweet. So, and hop on Letterbox. Yeah. It's an amazing, amazing tool for movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and check out our Instagram. Uh, Hunter always puts out uh, really good posts on there to Hazardous Opinions Pod. Thank you. Don't and, mind uh, if I do. <laughs> and we also have Discord if you guys just want to chat with us one on one directly, or you know, in the group setting of Discord forums so yes uh yeah click the invite link down in the description and uh let us know your top three of the year we'd love to hear them or see if there's any that we missed and we have a special announcement yeah to uh to bring in the new year we're gonna be a new us new hazardous opinions uh we're we're not gonna be five nights at opinions Thank you. New year, new opinions. And they're yes. all hazardous. <laughs> hazardous. Toxic <laughs> as shit. Yeah. No, no, no. I yeah. mean, we're not so, negative. Uh, but... Yeah. For our, our, our new resolutions, we're uh, we're putting up a new logo. We're kind of changing face a little bit and uh, putting up a new trailer to include Hunter a bit with us. So, yeah, we're uh, just updating everything, making it look a little more sleek. And uh, we hope you guys share our share your thoughts with us on it i'm finally included guys in the trailer <laughs> and One of special us. thank you to my wife arnella for creating our new logo and kind of making our vision come to life honestly so i hope you guys enjoy yes big thanks to nell for helping us with that uh it's been a lot off our shoulders not having to design that ourselves or um, find other artists outside of our chain uh, so that's been a lot of help. So thank you for that. Shout out yes. to Nell. Thank you, Nell. Shout out. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Thank you all for listening. All right. Well, it has been a hell of a year, boys. And I am glad to have you guys as my secondary co-hosts uh, to my tremendous show. That oh, is. you're the primary. <laughs> you're the That's primary. A, that is hazardous <laughs> opinions. And yeah, it's been a great year. Thank you guys for being tremendous side gigs. <laughs> I side feel hosts. so amazing after your speech there. Wow. Okay. As yeah. you should. I don't call very many people my side hoes, but you guys are definitely some great side hoes. I'll be Eric and Andy's side hoe anytime. And I appreciate everybody for listening to these pods. <laughs> Bye.